A Porzingis conspiracy, Luca's legacy, and the expected adjustments for game three. I'm so ready to talk about this conspiracy theory. Y'all are not ready. You're not ready. Guess who is? <laughs> we are right here, Locked On Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Going to be celebrating and doing all that nonsense. Uh, we know what type of team we're going up against. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Game 3 Thirsty Hunk. The One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm a company man. I'm a company man. <laughs> Wearing that Locked On gear. Locked On gear. Let's go. You get that shirt for being with Locked On for two years, by the way. Let's go. So what did the... I got a mug, too. What did the mug... Three years. Oh, what's four years? Uh, jacket. I had the jacket. I don't think you do. Do you have the jacket? Because I think they got your anniversary wrong. <laughs> Actually, May 30th, May 30th, coming up this Sunday. Yeah, 31 is the first. Will be four years on the dot that we started hosting Locked On Mavs, and we'll be going into our fifth year. So shout out to you guys. It's insane that we we started doing this four years ago. And when we started, there was nothing. And now we've built it <laughs> Mavericks-wise. It was Harrison Barnes. It was the end of Dirk. It was no Dennis. Not even that at that point. There was nothing. And now the Mavericks are going into game three with a 2-0 lead against the LA Clippers. So much good stuff to get into. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. There were no Built Bars back when we started in 2017. That's very true. Probably in the testing phase. They may have existed somewhere, but we didn't know about them, so they might as well have not exist. So, uh, all right, let's start with the let's start with one of the big stories from uh, Game Two before Game Two that we didn't get to because we wanted to just talk about Game Two. Which, by the way, thank you to everybody that listened via the podcast or via YouTube. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of you listened both on the podcast and on youtube so thank you so much we had eleven thousand views on our youtube video from yesterday absolutely wild blew my mind one day got eleven thousand views that was absolutely awesome so thank you if you haven't subscribed to our podcast go subscribe on youtube if you're if you're watching on youtube right now we also have a podcast you can get it on this is it's the same thing but (laughs) you can get on apple spotify all that kind of stuff but you can listen on the go all right chris osborzingis was fined fifty thousand dollars by the nba for an infraction of the NBA's health and safety protocols, which I I don't really understand at this point if you're if you're vaccinated, but I guess they're trying to be overly cautious, and I guess they're uh, still in place from when people would, when players weren't vaccinated yet, uh, and not every player is vaccinated yet. So I think there has to be a blanket rule for everybody, and then you make kind of exceptions for players that are vaccinated. I, I think, and so I guess that's why there's still rules in place. Just to cover everything, which still doesn't really make any sense. But Porzingis gets fined because he went to a bar or he went to a club is what, what has been the official statement that has been. Tim McMahon from ESPN reported strip club. 
you can put strip in front of it, uh, disco lounge club. You can put whatever you can put whatever words you want in front of it. Disco lounge sounds amazing. He went somewhere he wasn't supposed to go and was fined by the league. And do we want to just? I mean, the merits of this. I asked Mavs fans on Twitter if they were upset with this, and most of them said it doesn't matter as long as he plays well. We don't really care. We would have been upset if he was uh, suspended for a game, which he wasn't, uh, and so. The Mavs kind of dodged a bullet there, but any thoughts on the merits of the fine or the, you know, what Porzingis did or anything like that? Because afterwards, after game two, he started with a statement before any media got to ask any questions. And he said, it was a stupid decision. It was a stupid mistake. I didn't actually understand the rules myself. And I decided to go somewhere and it, I just shouldn't have gone. Uh, that was just sort of, it was just kind of negligence is what he said. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of frustrated by it. Um, I did think it was a little selfish on his part just because, uh, you know, there's still protocols in place. No matter if we don't know them or not, there's still all of this stuff. I mean, we just saw Karis Levert miss both of the playing games, you know, because he was in health and safety protocols. Now, a lot of people assume that he tested positive, but that never did come out. So it's like, all right, we just saw a good player on a team miss meaningful games So if there's still protocols in place, there's still rules in place, there's still a way for you to miss basketball games. I was just, I I found it frustrating that one of our star players went out in LA in between games. Like you have one night off and you go out and you risk that. Like that's the, that, that's the thing that rubbed me the wrong way. And I did find it a little selfish on his part of, man, if like, if you did get suspended, I mean, that's huge, bro. Like, especially after last year and like getting ejected in that game and missing the games of injuries, like in the team one game one. And I, I think the biggest problem with all of this right now from a fan media perspective is we just don't know, you know, there's no clarity in that. You know, the LeBron situation happened earlier. All those pictures came out on his, you know, social media and all this stuff. And people want to make, even including myself, like I quote tweeted and say, like, I'm fascinated to see, that was my tweet. I'm fascinated to see how the league handles this because it's LeBron. And we know if like, if that was someone else, would it would have been different? I don't know. Did LeBron's situation push the league's hand of, okay, even if there were all these rules for LeBron's, you know, social commercial type of thing did that push their hand of saying all right now we have to relax the rules because even now look at Porzingis if Porzingis like ESPN reported did go to a strip club and he just got 50 grand that's all he got I mean James Harden is excited right now okay because that now that's setting the president like LeBron stuff set the president KP stuff now has set the bar even higher of this is what you can get away with so I, I think this, these two examples right here now give us the, okay, well, nobody should be, nobody should be getting suspended, right? Like what, what is the bar for somebody to be in health and safety protocols right now? And I, I don't think that they can enforce that now moving forward. I think it's changed because players have gotten vaccinated too, right? I, I don't, I don't recall or remember if Karis LeVert has had been vaccinated or anything like that. Uh, there had been talks about Dennis Schroeder, right? He at the end of the season, he was he had not been vaccinated, so he was in uh, protocols, I believe. There's uh, 
Yeah, there, so it, it's just, there's a, it's a whole complicated, and it's so gray right now, right? It's not the bu- yeah. it's not the bubble, right? When the bubble, you had guys that would if you break protocol, it's very easy. Like you left the you left the premises, or you did something that was against the rules. The rules were very well laid out before they went. Now it's not. Now it's just so gray and out there. Um, so yes, well, and, we'll- and that's what you have to accept as the league. If you're gonna leave it gray, then you have to accept when people come well, at you and do the whole like, oh, it's rigged, it's, it's LeBron. It's like, it's, well, yeah, okay. it's great for us. I feel like the players should know. Maybe they don't. Seems like Porzingis didn't really know, didn't really understand. Maybe he just didn't care to understand, which goes to the, the point about it being a selfish move, which it probably was anyway. But. Yeah, it's the players should know. Right? Like at least, yeah. least the team should know if something like that happens. Now, you also wonder how they found out. Like how did the, how did the league find out that he went somewhere? Did they see him on social media? Did the did the Mavericks report it? Maybe the Mavericks reported it. I seen some tweets it? about it. Yeah, I seen some tweets about it that you know that that night, or I guess you know some some videos, photos leaked here and there. But I just didn't read much into it because I hadn't seen anyone else tweet about it. And then, bam, that comes out the next day, and it's like. All right. Unfortunate. But here we go. Here's my conspiracy. You ready for this? Ready. Put the tinfoil hat on. You ready for the tinfoil hat? All right. Yeah. Kristaps Porzingis, game one. Did not play well. Okay? Okay. Understatement, possibly. Did not play well. We mentioned. I mentioned a couple times. He was really in his head, it seemed. He had those three plays that were that could have, should have been fouls at the beginning of the third quarter, and then was just kind of out the rest of the games. Came back in in the fourth quarter, did a couple things, but wasn't shooting the ball well, wasn't really playing defense that well, didn't rebound basically at all. And so you're wondering, like, okay, bad game. He kind of he does get in his head. He takes himself out of games at times. Did the did the Mavericks go to the league and say, what would happen? <laughs> Let's say what would happen if. A player went out, or a player went here, or a player went to this place. And the league came back and said, well, you know, after this LeBron situation, we had to change everything up because he's the golden boy, and we're not going to take him out. So now all the rules have changed. The goalposts have changed. Well, they probably didn't word it like that, but maybe, maybe they said something like that. And they said it would cost him, it would be a fine probably. It depends on which place. 25000 maybe if it's here, 50000 if it's somewhere egregious. <laughs> right? And then Mark Cuban goes, Hey, poor Zingus. Go have some fun. Go blow off some steam. Have a, have a night off because you get fined. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so then he goes out and comes back and he's like, hey, we'll take, you know, we'll take the PR hit, whatever. We'll, we'll play it off. And then uh, you have a good game, your second game, and you blow off some steam. And then, boom, everything's back to normal. I'll pay your fine. It'll be good. It was the only time KP gave up three-pointers for a one. (laughs) Coming up, we'll get into Luka's legacy when it comes to this playoff series and with just how well he's playing right now as a 22-year-old NBA player. We'll get into that, talk about him, and then we'll get into some expected adjustments. Get into that. But before we do, let's talk about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is an auto... uh, Family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They've been in this game. They've been doing this. They've been molded by these fires of auto parts for everything that you need. If you're trying to fix your car, you're trying to replace something in your car, they have the exact parts 
the specifications that you need. Just go there. New door handle. You think they have door handles? Go check it out. Go to rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Search the year, the make, the model of your car, and see everything that they have available for you. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into Luka Doncic. He's playing at an incredible level. I was on the Lockdown Today podcast, which is an excellent podcast. You can start your day every morning with all the biggest news in sports. I was on there, and Peter Bukowski, the host, asked me, who's having the best playoffs so far? Hmm. And he said, well, we sort of gave away our hand by inviting the Lockdown Mavericks host on to talk about (laughs) who it is. But it's far and away Luka, right? I mean, like, you could put the narrative in there. You could put the stats in there. Like, whatever you want. Jokic and Lillard are having pretty good statistical series, but they've split games. Luka has won two games in in L.A. and and all that. Uh, Trey Young, we just finished watching Knicks and Hawks. So, Trey Young, second game, wasn't necessarily as good as the first one. They lost that one. Bummer. Uh, you know, I guess Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris are having decent, decent seasons. But I think it's Luca far and away. It's having the, the best so far through a couple games. It hasn't been very long at all. Uh, but yeah. what do we think about Luca and his legacy with mm-hmm. with this season, especially so young in his career? A lot of people talk about, well, okay, well, when does he hit this level? What does he hit this level? We've mentioned on this show, there's not a lot of Finals MVPs that are 22 years old or 23 years old. They usually are 25, 26. 27 you have to get into your your prime a little bit in order to to reach that point to get to that level is it possible for luca do we start playing some hypotheticals here and what would it mean for him to win a title or win this series or get to the western conference finals or or anything like that yeah it's crazy when you look at these all-time great players that you're looking at like top 20 all-time players and now we're obviously talking about Luca right now in the sense of they're up 2-0. The series is not done. I don't think it's I don't think it's over. Um, you know, they are going to Dallas, all this stuff. But still, it's like what if Luca started off so hot, he's playing so well. The odds we're, were We're riding high. We're gonna have some fun with it, right? We might yeah. as well. We might as well. And like the odds, I mean, we talk about the odds on this pod. Bet online AG, that's the place you wanna be <laughs> for all of your bets. But stop, you put on a comp- you put on a lockdown shirt and you're a company man now. <laughs> but but like <laughs> The Clippers are so heavily, fa- you know, like the favorite in this yeah. series. So everybody picked them on national, you know, except mm-hmm. for Royce Young. Shout yeah, out shout people. out Royce Young. But like that's in it. It's going against Kawhi, Paul George, and for Luca, if he leads the Mavericks and beats these guys, it's like is this his like really big moment? That when you look at these generational top twenty players, some of these guys have these moments quicker than you would think that they would have them. That when you look at I mean, he gets compared to LeBron so much, and rightfully so because just their their numbers and style of play and everything. But you look at LeBron's you know finals run back in 2007. It's like he had no business taking that team to the to the finals in 2007, but he had that one series, and it's that. And for me, and you know, other people might disagree with this, but for me, he had that one series that at the age of 22. LeBron goes up against the Pistons 
And I know it's a, it's a different type, you know, Pistons had been there, done that Clippers really does. You know, they don't have, it's not these, they're not exact comparisons, but he had that series that he goes against the Pistons and he just go, I mean, he averages 25, nine and eight in that series. He beats that Pistons team. And that was the moment you're like, you're 22 and you did that to the Pistons. Like that is insane. Like that was the series that for me was like, all right. Here we go. Like buckle up for the rest of your career. Cleveland was down. We're down. Oh, two in that series, by the way. That's wild. One the last four, one the last four. So yeah, really interesting. Yeah. So there's always like that series that step that stands out that always oh, doing it a little earlier than you that expect. Happen, yeah. That happens sooner. Actually. Can I give you three more series? I actually, I'm ready. Kind of, I'm, ready. I'm for I nerded out a little bit on this, just a little bit. Now I know other people will have different series in this. You could go back and look at like magic. I mean, obviously magic, you know, went to the finals and all that stuff. Er, That's very yeah, early. Kareem, <laughs> but cu- couple different series, Kevin Durant, 2012 San Antonio Spurs in the Eastern conference mm. finals. He's 23 years old. And it's like, this was the run that the, this conference. thunder team what did I say? Did I say Eastern? You said Eastern Conference. Yeah. Okay, Western Conference Finals. And it's the young guys. It's it's Durant. It's Harden. It's Russ. It's all these super young guys, early 20s. And you're like, all right. Because anytime you talk about it, like a generational star, it's like, all right, you, you have to ride out the path. You know, it's like, all right, early 20s, get to the playoffs, get beat up, have a couple, you know, rounds. That you're Everyone's like, rooting for you. And then eventually you win and you get to the highest level. Yep. Then no one's rooting for you. And like, everyone you hates cycle. you. It's this huge yeah. cycle. <laughs> it's like you, you try to make a conference finals. You yep. might make a finals. Then you're going to lose. And it's like, and then it's like late 20s. That's when you're supposed to hit the finals. That's when you're supposed to really, if you're that type of star, you're supposed to start winning. Then that's the timeline people want to lay out in front of you. But Durant and those guys, he's 23, and they beat the Spurs. They beat Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker, and those guys in 2012. They go to the finals. Now, they get beat by LeBron and them, but it's like we were all watching that young Thunder team. We're like, all right, this is a little too early, right? A little too early. Let's go to MJ. I mean, he didn't win. I, I want to throw this in there. He didn't win this series, but 87, he's 23 years old. He goes against Boston, and he puts up 63. And you're like, holy crap. Okay. <laughs> now, this was, you know, we were both, you know, younger for this, but and he didn't win the series. So it's not the exact thing of like, hey, you're beating this team that you're not supposed to beat. But he goes into the garden and puts up 63 on Bird and those guys. And he lose, I mean, they lose, they lose the series and stuff. But at 23, you're like, holy crap, you just put up 63 in the garden. It's a similar type thing. And my last one that I think some people overlooking this when they're talking about young guys kind of hitting the stage earlier than what they should. It's one of your boys, Shaq. You look at 1995 Shaq. He's 22 years old and they beat the bulls. They beat the bulls and he averages 24 and 13. Now this is when Jordan came back and only played, you know, 17 games. He came back and all that stuff towards the end, but they beat the bulls in the second round. It's like, they had no business beating that Bulls team. I mean, it's Jordan. He'd won three titles. They're like, all right, like Chicago's back. They're going to go straight to the finals. He comes back and Shaq at 22 in 1995 leads this magic team averages 24 and 13. It's like those, like we're talking top 20 players of all time. Like these guys hit this stage earlier than what we can ever imagine. And I like, I think if Luca continues this, like this series could be that one of, Luke is great and we all recognize it, but we could look at this series and be like, 
at 22, Luca beat Kawhi, Paul George, and these guys, and he averaged what? I mean, what is he even averaging in this series right now? 30, you know, 33, like I think, right? 33, 10, and 9, or whatever it is. Like, that's the. We're gonna look, I think we could look at this series, and if it you know, progresses and goes on a longer playoff run, as the. Okay, this is your LeBron Pistons series. This is your KD Spurs series. This is your Shaq Bulls series. This could be that for a generational talent like Luca. Especially looking back, and we'll look at some of these players and say, well, he did it with those guys, right? Like, if we may look back and say, man, he did it with guys like Porzingis was, you know, in hindsight, we'll know exactly how to assess Porzingis. People will either say, oh, but he had an all star in Porzingis, right? Like, he had yeah. that next guy. Or they'll say, yeah, but he he drug Porzingis' ass to, the, you know, to, to yeah. wherever he did. And, and, I, and I get the Clippers are not like, I know the examples I gave were the Pistons, they've been there, done that. Spurs, yeah. been there, done that. Chicago, obviously, been there, done that. I get that the Clippers haven't been there and, and done that, but the Clippers are such a heavy favorite. Kawhi has been there and done that. Like Ka- Kawhi has, Paul George, he hasn't done that, but like these guys are such a heavy favorite and they have the 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 roster and the answer for a guy like Luca that it's kind of it's the similar vein of that. Yeah, coming up, I want to get into some of that playoff experience because it's stark. It's very different. And it's really hard to try and find teams like those Celtics, like those Pistons. Teams just don't stay together like that anymore, right? Like if you go back to the, what is it, 2017 All-Star game, like none of those players Mm. are still with the teams that they're with now. It's like Curry and like that's kind of it. Like there's maybe one or two. I guess I think Bradley Beal is another one, but there's just not many players that stay with those teams. Uh, The Warriors would be like like one team that stayed together for that long and stuff, but... Yeah, it, so coming up, we'll get into some of that, get into some more stats, and then some maybe expected adjustments for the uh, for game three. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, we got to talk about Isaac's favorite. It's Bet Online. We mentioned it before. Bet Online is a place to put down some money on sports. They're taking odds all the time for any kind of sporting event that you want to put money down on. Let's see if they have Dallas Mavericks game up already. They do, in fact. Let's share this. If you're watching on YouTube, Locked On Mavericks, you can see as I'm pulling this up, Locked On Mavs, two-point underdog at home, the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. At home? Mavericks, two-point underdog at home. Clippers still two-point favorite on that one. So How can you be up 2-0 and you're at home and you're still the underdog? The odds are just uh, the Mavericks are now the favorite though in the series, so minus two seventy favorite in the series, which is pretty, which is pretty nice. Okay. Uh, so they they've switched that. It was minus four hundred, and now it's for the Clippers, and now it's minus two seventy five. So if you want to put some money down on that, if you think the Mavericks will win Game Three, go put some money down on it. Go win it. The odds are ever in your favor. And so uh, use that promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, going to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. If I know how to type in the <laughs> URL correctly, uh, go check them out right now. There's all kinds of incredible flavors that you can check out. Anything with coconut in it is delicious. The raspberry is really good. The cherry barcia, they're perfect as a snack or as a meal sort of bridge from one side of a meal to another. If you just want, if you're on the go, you can bring them with you. Put them in the fridge. People have been putting them in the fridge and telling me that they're really, really good. Or the freezer, if you want to, if you want to work, right? Like if they're going to be frozen. Uh, Raspberry, cherry barcia, they're both good. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar in a bar that tastes absolutely delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get a 15, get 15% off your next order with Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, Isaac Harris. So I was looking up some stats today. How many total playoff games do you think this Mavericks team has played? Not together, but the players individually. Uh, and there's in the 10-man rotation for the Dallas Mavericks. So Luka, Dorian, Hardaway, Maxi Porzingis, Brunson, Richardson, Willie Colley-Stein, Nicola Melli, Dwight Powell. I'm going to count the two games that they've played so far in this playoffs. Like right now, how many games do you think that they've played? Yeah, Tim's going to Tim's going to have a lot of those. Yeah, he's I got mean, a couple. Richardson's got a couple too. Yeah. I mean, I'll say like 25. 91 total. You got you got to add all of them together. Especially since Luca is oh, 8, okay, Dorian's okay. 8, Maxi Kleba's 8, Tim Hardaway Jr. 23, so not like a ton. Richardson yeah. 25. Those are the most on the Mavericks by far. Uh, the only other Mavericks that have experience are the guys that have played eight games, the ones that have played on the Mavericks. Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Luca, Dorian. Uh, Porzingis has played five. Brunson, Melly, and Kali Stein have only played two games each. So 91 total games played in the playoffs for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, mm. how many players on the Clippers have played more playoff games than the entire Mavericks team combined? Couple of them are easy. There's, I, I got, I'll give you the number. There's three. Yeah, Kawhi, Ibaka. Yeah. Yep. And our boy, Beverly. No, Rondo. Oh, Rondo. Yeah. Ibaka. 146 playoff games. The Mavericks total have played 91. <laughs> That's insane. Rondo. 123. Kawhi Leonard. 126. Collectively. The Clippers have played 704 total playoff games. The Mavericks have played 91. Think about that difference. Think about all the experience. Uh, and obviously, the, the team on average is three years older. So it, it makes sense that they, they would have played more playoff games. But that big of a difference is absolutely wild. And because when you're watching this team, the experience of the Clippers just doesn't show up anywhere. right? Like It just doesn't seem to... That going through, especially in these first two games, like it could show up at game three and we go, oh, there it is. This is when a team steps up. But so far it hasn't. They've, they've shrunk in the moment. They had a chance to win both games one and game two in the clutch and decided not to or didn't or just didn't do it, right? Yeah. Uh, and a couple of people have reached out to me and said, didn't you say that that Rajon Rondo is the reason why, you know, that they, they got the reason why they got him was to bring him in and be the guy that kicked everybody's butt when they were going to lose a game like game two. Like, yeah, it's true. And apparently there's a report that he was getting into Ty Lue's face and Serge Ibaka's face. I don't know why Serge Ibaka, he didn't play. I don't know why he's getting into him, but. Uh, Serge's like, I got five minutes, bro. He's, he's supposed to, he's supposed to be that guy. And apparently it's just not working. It's not happening. Yeah, I think. But do you I, think Ronda plays I, more moving forward? I brought this up because I wanted to talk about the, the Luca legacy thing and all that. This may not be a team like the Pistons, but they have the experience like one. Like Rondo, yeah. multiple finals. Kawhi, multiple finals. You have Serge Ibaka, multiple finals. You have uh, Paul George played 90. Paul George played 91 playoff games, the same as the entire Mavericks team combined. He's been to multiple conference finals games. You know, he has that, that experience. But, yeah, it's just very interesting to see That's this wild. this type of team with this much experience, not together, but separately at least, to uh, to be losing to this Mavericks team. Then you compare Rick Carlisle playoff games to Ty Lue playoff games. Yeah, those are different. Uh, the amount of times Rick Carlisle has been stepped over by a, a player and the amount of times <laughs> Ty Lue has. So I, I bring this up to say the Mavericks shouldn't be here. They should, shouldn't yeah. be the conversation, right? It's wild that they're in this, in this spot. This Clippers team, there's just so many – flaws like there's so many flaws that are just glaring and it seems like you could just out offense them 
And the Mavericks obviously have been hitting their open threes, which has been a problem all year. So that's a variable that could change for the Dallas Mavericks. And hopefully at home it doesn't. Um, but for, yeah, for I, like I a normal really star and a normal roster like this, it's kind of like the Giannis, you know, timeline. Like, oh man, they're like two years away. Yeah. <laughs> or not, not Giannis, uh, Bruno, right? Caboclo. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, two years, two years away. away from two years away. Yeah. It's like, this is, it, it isn't normal for 22 year olds like this to look like this in a playoff series. And if they win this series, like, okay, like it, it will be similar to some of these moments that we've been talking about. Now it, what will prevent them from winning the series? What, what can the Clippers do? Like, what is the, what is the adjustment for the, I keep on waiting for them to go small. Like I was shocked that Zubats like started that game. And I keep on waiting for them to say, sorry, Zoo, sorry, Serge, you're going, you're not playing very much. And we're going to give all your minutes to like Terrence Mann. And they're just going to go super small and start like Morris or something at center and say, we're just going to do this. And we're not going to put anybody on the floor like that. I'm just shocked. They haven't done that yet. The thing is though, don't the Mavericks do what they've been doing in, in the, in crunch time when the Clippers have been going small they just leave Porzingis out there, or you go small with Dwight as the five, and just or or Willie as the five, and just pick and roll him to death, right? Yes. Yeah, now you don't have to defend Dwight- Batum, or you know, right? Like you don't have to defend him out of the three point. You can stand there at the three point line, but he's not going to be dribbling around and doing anything that Willie or you know Dwight can't guard. I'm waiting for the Dwight counter to them wanting to like. I keep on waiting for them to want to treat Luca like Steph. Like one of the most mind boggling things was watching Steph in the playing tournament. And to see, it felt like a like I was watching youth basketball or like high school basketball. And to see an NBA team like the Lakers and the Grizzlies just li- like literally put two people on Steph <laughs> as soon as he crosses half court and say, we're, we will not let you. Because some teams try like joke about it. Like, oh, we're going to send two at them. Yeah, it's like right. they wait. It's like a delayed trap. And all. No, it's legitimately, we're going to trap you. <laughs> I keep on waiting for the Clippers to do that and to suck up some of their pride and say, you know what? Even though we have quiet these guys, we're just going to do the Steph treatment. And at that point, I'm waiting for Rick to counter with Dwight of saying, all right, now we're going to, you're going to do that. Like some of these other, like the Lakers did in that one game in the regular season, you're yep. going to do that. Then we're going to put a roller out there and say, yep. all right. And Luke is just going to have a field day with it, like hitting Dwight or he's going to hit the open man in the corner. And that's the stuff that I'm, I keep on waiting for them to stop switching. It's like, when are you going to stop switching? <laughs> but the thing is about the switch, the switching is what are they supposed to do? Right? Like if they, if they don't switch, then you're asking that initial defender to fight through all these screens. And by the time they fight through the screen, if it's a good screen set by Maxi or Dwight or, or Willie or somebody, uh, then or, or even the guards. The guards have been setting good screens. Yeah. If they set a good enough screen, then by the time they get over it, Luca's hit a mid-range jumper already. Yeah. Game's I just, just gotten I'll, so fast. You just can't you can't afford to not switch anymore. It's, the, it's the, this is that whole conversation that Candace Parker was getting on Shaq about. Shaq was like, well, why don't you go ahead and why don't you just guard him straight up? Guard him. Why you got to switch? And Candace Parker's like, uh, because by the time that the guy gets there, it won't <laughs> matter, right? Like, yeah. remember that whole thing that went viral? Like, that's that's what the NBA is now. Everyone's so fast, and Luka makes decisions so quick. Yeah, and you have to have the players to to be able to do that, right? I mean, yeah, that's the, you know, the switching stuff. They try to switch and target Pat Beverly, or they try to switch and target Zubats. <laughs> it's like, all right, well now it's we got to try. To, way. Yeah, now we got to try to find five players, and honestly. It hasn't mattered as much. Like Luca has shown 
like no care if Kawhi is guarding him. <laughs> that play in which Kawhi gets is guarding him and he just like clears it out. He backs down to Kawhi and does the one you know one legged fadeaway yep. and just it's the rainbow teardrop where the net nothing, doesn't move at all, barely move. I'm like, all right, like what are we doing it's- right now? <laughs> also, is there a world in which Beverly's just out of the out of the rotation? And they just say, screw it. We're doing Rondo he, and Pat Beverly. He should be, but they need a kick in the pants from a guy like him, right? Like, but he's not <laughs> kicking. Like, no. He's not doing anything. Terrence Mann is what could give, like, Terrence Mann is what they think Pat Beverly is. And that's what they, <laughs> like, they need to give all Pat Beverly's minutes to Terrence Mann. That, and just play Rondo and Reggie Jackson at point guard. I, I don't understand any reason why Pat, Pat Beverly is on the floor, but from a Mavericks perspective, Play him. Play him 30 minutes. Here's another thing I think has to change for him. First half and the second half for Kawhi Leonard have been incredibly different. And I think it could be a fatigue factor, injury factor. There's something to this because... Don't give me that fatigue crap. Injury, sure. Fatigue, get out of here. Well, injuries can bring on fatigue, right? You're working a little bit. You're working a little bit harder through the injury. And so, you know, you played. He played really hard against Houston and OKC to finish the season. So he's had a bunch of he's had a bunch of injuries in his career, but they've been resting him back to backs of like every game. So I don't know. But uh, first half combined first first game and second game. Kawhi, 47 points, 15 of 24 from the field, four of six from three, 13 of 14 from the free throw line. Four assists, five steals, minus five in the plus minus. Second half, total. 20 points, eight of nine from the field, one of seven from three, three of five from the free throw line. So think about that. 14 free throw attempts in the in first half of the two games. Five free throw attempts in the second half. It's not just because he's not getting a whistle. He's not attacking. He's taking, yeah. he's taking jumpers. Three assists, one steal, minus 17 in second halves. Like Kawhi can't carry them the way that he has been in the first half. And you wonder if, I mean, that's the reason why he's not straight up guarding Luka the whole time he just can't he they need him too much on offense because no one else this team is built around not ha- not having to have these guards that initiate offense but they kind of need it right like you need it in today's yeah. nba you need a guy like trey young luca lebron like james harden you need somebody like that and they just don't no they don't and i, I absolutely and that's it. fine <laughs> <laughs> and that is perfectly fine now Sh- the, the script can change what if the mavericks shoot 27 percent from three yeah are we still right. having the same conversation? Maybe not. Like, there's a little bit. That Maybe they- not. But I, one of the counters to all this is, you know, I think you tweeted out today, or somebody did, like all the all the stati- statistical categories that they oh, yeah. won in game yeah. two, and they still lost. And it's like they still shot it 54 percent from the field. They sh- still shot it almost forty percent, thirty nine point something percent from three this past game. They still attempted all like they hit a lot of these benchmarks and they still lost. So, so, but, but this is what I'm saying. The, the, the variance of the three point shot in game two, the Clippers had more rebounds, more made free throws, more fast break points, more points off turnovers, more points in the paint, more bench points, more points in the fourth quarter. The Clippers were better than the Mavericks in all those categories and still lost because the Mavericks made more threes. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And so if the Mavs stop hitting their threes, then all of a sudden this series is completely different. And we're talking about something, you know, the Mavs might be down 0-2, then, then up 2-0. Yeah, like and I think that's what Ty Lue's banking on, right? I mean, you look at his comments after the yeah, game the other is. day. It's like, all right, let's see. And it's almost it's almost in a way, it's like he's discrediting in a way. It's like, let's see if For they sure. can keep he up the shooting at is. home. I'm like, 100%. Okay. Which doesn't cool, make any bro. sense. You'd think that the – yeah, I don't know. If they, I mean, if they don't win this series, Ty Lue is going to get torched. 
He might be some, gone. Ballmer might not ha- handle that. Like, on top of his decision-making, <laughs> some of his quotes have been... There's no pressure on us. You know, we, on, they bro. just got to win four games. No, they... The Mavericks Your situation is the definition of pressure. Yeah, like, right. Don't... Yeah. I love how also, Carlisle was the one that was like, yes, we have pressure to win, to win the series when the Mavericks literally didn't have any. Yeah, that's true. Also, homework for listeners. Go look up the 2001 Mavericks playoff series and look at the similarities of that until now Interesting. Mavericks 5-4 Mavs Mavs against Jazz Dirk Nowitzki's 22 years old oh Lucas 22 I like that he, I like that. He, he he also had Michael Finley back then and Nashy but had an old Malone old Stockton I know Kawhi and Paul George did not you know they're not in their late 30s but second half Kawhi's looking like he's in his late 30s. <laughs> it's still a jazz team that had these guys you know, four or five matchup, like I said, Dirk Dirk and Finley, they both averaged around like 19, 20. But it's still, it's like, wow. I went back and looked at early Dirk years, his early playoff series. I'm like, oh man, this could be kind of similar a little bit. But Interesting. Go check that out. We'll be back with more. We will be back with a post game also on Friday. So our podcast th- Friday morning for sure. And then check us back out when we do a post game for game three. Whoo, the Mavs go up 3-0, baby. Oh, oh that AAC crowd is going to be going nuts. And I'm very excited to uh, to uh, experience it. Isaac, you're going to be there in person. I will be there. I'm so excited, man. This place is going to be, yeah, near capacity as far as crowd goes. Lucas' first playoff game in Dallas. Mm. It's not even, I mean, yeah. Words can't describe what the atmosphere is going to be like. Absolutely. And I love the quote that Tim Hardaway Jr. said afterwards. We know who we're playing. We're not going to overestimate. We're not going to celebrate or anything like that. We're going to go into business and not overestimate or not underestimate our opponent. Love that attitude. Hopefully they stick to it. All right. We'll be back with more. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. So, boom. Man, I'm going to tell the MFFL fans, uh, I need to knock my free throws down, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. I'm going to get in the gym tomorrow and knock down some free throws. All right, I got y'all. But, uh.